Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you all had a good week. We got some good stuff to talk about this week, but before we get into this week's topic, we do have a couple of things to update. We got an email from our good friend, Catherine. Catherine emailed in about her favorite action movie. She says, hi, favorite show friends. I'm a sucker for a good action movie. I love all the movies you talked about. Here's a few I wanted to throw in as well. Basically, if it's from the 90s and has John Travolta and or Nicolas Cage, I'm in. (laughs) She says, The Rock, Face Off, Con Air, Broken Arrow. (laughs) And then a couple of outliers. Speed, Top Gun, uh, which she says is the best date movie ever. It's got fighter plane action for the men and good-looking guys for the women. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, And Aaron, I know you talked about Twister, but when you announced the topic, I immediately thought that doing a favorite disaster movie would be a fun topic, too. Can't wait for the next week, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah, that would be a fun topic. Maybe we'll do that uh, one of these days. And uh, yeah, those are some good ones. We uh, we didn't talk about any any of those ones on the on the. We brief. I guess we briefly uh, called out Top Gun as a good one, but uh, yeah, those are good movies. And then we also had a text from our long-winded sister, Kristen. <laughs> but she uh, she texted, first off, she said, uh, she said, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig are great, but Sean Connery is the best James Bond. She says she would like to add to our uh, action movies list, Taken, Hero, which is a foreign film, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is technically a rom-com, but still great, Ocean's Eleven series, Ultraviolet, Wonder Woman, The Lego Movie, Free Guy, and Pacific Rim which are, again, uh, that's a good list there. I love the Lego movie. That, that one's really list. good. Yeah. Um, and she says, topic ideas. Sorry for any repeats. I just write them as I think of them. Mental health influencers, cars, colors, playground equipment slash outdoor toys, actors, actresses, foreign films, camping things slash memories, birthdays, paintings, and dates. So now, Kristen, I have to clarify dates as in dates we've been on with the person or like dates on a calendar. There's... April 25th. It's not <laughs> yes. too hot. It's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. That's exactly what I was thinking of. So Kristen, let us know. <laughs> clarify for us. But yeah, we had some of those on our list of topics, but uh, not all of them. So I'll, I'll update the list and I'll get those going. Did you guys see Once Upon a Time, there's an interview that I want to say it was, it was Demi Lovato did exactly that. They asked about her favorite dish. And she was like, I really like mugs because they can hold hot things and they have a little handle. And like they were clearly <laughs> asking, like, what's your favorite kind of food? That's <laughs> but it was like, funny. oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, she's not wrong, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's great. I found out that Amber had never seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. Oh. So we went and watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and really enjoyed that she thought it was she was like i know this is an action movie i'm like is this supposed to be so funny and i was like yeah of course so yeah it because it just has so many funny moments in that movie it really does oh what a good movie <laughs> oh and then the last thing to mention is uh, i had i had posted on instagram about uh some of our favorite movies and our good friend austin cross uh who we need to have on the show sometime uh, mentioned Terminator, so the Terminator series. There are some good ones in there. And we definitely, I know we talked about Terminator 2 uh, in some detail when we talked about our favorite sci-fi movies, but yeah, it definitely is up there at the top of action movies uh, on my list for sure. So yeah, a lot of lot of good action movies, a lot of, lot of good uh, responses from people. Thank you for uh, texting and emailing and, and responding on Instagram and all the good stuff. It's always fun to hear from everybody. That's all the updates I've got. You guys have anything before we jump in? I've been playing a lot of Cooking Mama. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I downloaded and really got into the app, and 
I might have to keep my Apple Arcade subscription. <laughs> right now I'm on a free trial for it, and I'm like, oh, I really like this. I don't know if I can give it up. Oh, uh, that's very excellent. I love it. You'll have to get on Sneaky Sasquatch, too. I know that's not related to the topic, but it's it's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check it out. Well, cool. I guess uh, if that does it for updates, we can get on to this week's topic, which in honor of St. Patrick's Day, we were up for a food topic anyway, and so what better thing to uh, celebrate than to do our favorite potato-based foods? Honestly, I love potatoes. I think they're one of the perfect foods in in this beautiful world of ours. <laughs> so there is a lot to choose from. But uh, but yeah, potatoes. Do you guys know where potatoes are native to, though? I do, because I read the Potatoes Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I did, as, I did as well. I actually did not know this until I was doing my research. I assumed they were a European thing. Right. Obviously, they're they're very popular and common in uh, Ireland and with all the St. Patrick's Day stuff going on. Uh, but also just all, all over Europe, they're a very popular and very common staple food, I would say. But they're not native to Europe. They're native to the Americas. So according to Wikipedia, wild potato species can be found from the southern United States to southern Chile. The potato was originally believed to have been domesticated by Native Americans independently in multiple locations, but later genetic studies trace a single origin in the area of present-day southern Peru and extreme northern Bolivia. Potatoes were domesticated there approximately seven to 10,000 years ago. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. I did think it was funny, though, looking on uh, the top of the potato is a starchy food, a tuber of the plant sol- solanum, uh, I'm going to mess up the word, solanum tuberosum. Tubers don't sound that good. No. Potato, <laughs> potatoes are delicious. If you mention potatoes, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that sounds good. But if somebody's like, you want tubers for dinner? I'd be like, barf, uh, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> did a good job rebranding them. Yes. Well done, whoever ditched the tuber <laughs> name. <laughs> well, one other detail. So I, I, I didn't write it down, so maybe, maybe I should look it up real quick. But I believe potatoes were first introduced in, to Ireland in the 1500s, and potatoes have both good and bad with the Irish, right? We won't we won't necessarily focus on the downer, but that's part of <laughs> yeah, part of a lot of people leaving leaving Ireland um, hundreds of years ago. So it's actually part of why Irish are all over the world. And when you look at St. Patrick's Day, how it's celebrated in one form or another across like a dozen or more countries, it's like kind of all over the place. And it makes sense because the Irish went all over the place, you know, not, not in ideal circumstances, but, but, uh, but now that's part of why I, I think that we, we celebrate and think of St. Patrick's day as a, as a fun U S or Canadian or Argentinian or English holiday. Right. Because, because of, of that exodus. Yeah, that's true. And I didn't realize, so potatoes were introduced to Europe from the Americas by the Spanish in the second half of the 16th century, where they have quickly become a staple food in many parts of the world and an integral part of the world's food supply today. As of 2014, potatoes are the world's fourth largest food crop after corn, wheat, and rice. So that's a lot. Following millennia of selective breeding, there are over 5,000 different kinds of potatoes. That's crazy. But anyway, yeah, that's why they're that's why they're popular in Europe now. I also looked up the history of the potato just because I good. I was mostly looking up. I was like, okay, so like let's look up the history of you know how potatoes are such a big deal in Ireland, and I came across the Irish Potato Federation website. Yes, they're going to give Wikipedia a run for their money. Oh my <laughs> goodness! It the history of the potato is kind of a wild ride, and you guys kind of already essentially said all of the big bits. It's interesting because it begins with a map from. Capital Potato Pro. 
which has the geographical distribution of potato cultivation. And it shows, like, you know, little hot spots here and there, like Idaho and stuff like that. And then, like, all of Europe (laughs) is, like, very dense over there. But, yeah, I was talking about how it was first cultivated in South America between 3,000 to 13,000 years ago. There's, like, a big gap there. So I was saying between three and 7,000 years ago, but it might have grown wild as far back as 13,000 years ago. And then, you know, as the Spanish did, they went to South America and they brought things back, including potatoes. And it just grew so well in the Ireland, um, what's what I'm looking for? Ground. Yes, in the Irish ground. That's correct. That's correct. Dirt, (laughs) I believe, is the word. word. It took off so much in Ireland because the climate and the soil and everything in Ireland just was like the perfect conditions for it to grow. And then, like Sean had said, unfortunately, it you know was still susceptible to the diseases and things that had happened at the time. And so we had the big um, Irish potato famine, which led to Lots of Irish people kind of dispersing all across the world. And like you said, lots of populations in New York and things. And it's interesting because now the potato still grows a lot in a lot of places, but it has become most popular grown in Southern and Eastern Asia to the point that a third of the entire planet's potatoes are harvested in India and China, which... It's not where wow. I thought that was happening. I would not wow. have guessed that. They were saying that something really cool about potatoes, uh, potato farming, is how little land is required to actually grow them. That it was kind of comparing wheat, rice, corn, and potatoes. And to grow one kilogram of any of these, wheat uses up the most space at about four square meters of space. Then corn at about three, um, right behind it, rice with about 2.8, and the potatoes uses 0.88 square meters. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The other thing that's great about a potato is that it's just solid, right? Like a potato will fill you right up. And, you know, again, the amount of land it takes to grow a potato, but also like eating a potato versus eating a cob of corn or something like that. Like, boy, Sam Gamgee had it right. It's right good, (laughs) right good ballast for an empty stomach is what he said. And he was, he was right on. Well, in such variety, you can boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Our local grocery store. Uh, Harmons, they do a really good job of putting pop culture references. They've got a good poster of Samwise saying that in their produce section. <laughs> oh, they do? I didn't know that. That's awesome. It's really great. That's awesome. <laughs> like they had like the Adam Driver good soup in their like oh, deli area. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's get into it. I'll I'll jump in on the first one, get get things rolling. I'm sure it's one that we all have on our list. It is the French fry. I love oh, yes. French fries, you guys. They're my one of my favorite foods. You can have them on the side. You can have them as the main course. You can have them any time of day. They're just they're just one of the perfect foods out there. <laughs> they're so great. So uh, go on to Wikipedia. French fries, as we call them in North America. Chips, as the British like to refer to them. Finger chips, as Indian English call them. Hmm. French fried potatoes, or simply fries, uh, are thin-cut, deep-fried potatoes of disputed origin of Belgium or France. I didn't realize this until I was doing some research that French fries are not definitively from France. There is actually mm. a fair amount of debate as to where they come from, France or Belgium. But I guess they don't call them Belgian fries, so 
I don't know. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I feel like they've they're they're on the on uphill battle of trying to convince me of that one. So, although some of the best fries I had were from this little little Belgian, it's now a food truck here locally. They used to have a little location, and they they have really amazing fries. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. As I was looking on Wikipedia, I'm scrolling through this. Uh, section about the origin and there's actually a picture of a belgian frites shop and it's like this looks like a diner and they just have a gigantic pile of french fries behind this guy at the counter and i'm like man oh, that's awesome <laughs> i want to swim in that like scrooge mcduck like that just looks <laughs> magical all these fries piled up here so anyway so the the uh the uh, uh creation of them goes back quite a ways uh the the first known use of the word papas fritas uh uh is from 1673 a chilean man wrote down that he had been eating eating them but it is not definitively known exactly how they were prepared it says fries may have been invented in spain which i, I thought we were talking about france and belgium so now we got spain <laughs> yeah, in the it's mix. just expanding here yes <laughs> because spain was the first were the first ones to bring back potatoes it stands to reason they could have been the first to try frying them as what we call a french fry professor paul i'm not gonna say his last name curator of the frites museum in belgium which i want to go to that so bad <laughs> believes that saint Teresa of of avila uh from spain cooked the first french fries belgian food historian pierre leclerc has retraced the history of the french fry and asserts that quote it is clear that fries are of french origin <laughs> clear yes of course it, it's like a kind of a dramatic back and forth of this history of who's trying to claim french fries which i don't know i guess tells you how magical french fries are that everybody wants to be the one who invented it right like <laughs> you know <laughs> one thing i also love about french fries is the variety of fries you know there's just the the standard you know thin cut fries that you get at a fast food place or whatever but you can go even thinner and call them shoestring fries thick cut like a steak fry there are different cuts of them curly fries crinkle cut fries waffle cut fries the tornado fry have you guys ever seen those before yes oh yeah they're amazing they're so good where you take a potato and you in case anyone doesn't know what that is you take a potato and you basically do a spiral cut and skewer it on like a like a kebab like a big skewer and you you widen the the spiral and then fry the whole thing so it's like a giant curly fry a whole potato on a stick and it's amazing um fries also lend themselves amazingly well to all kinds of toppings obviously cheese fries are kind of the basic thing but you can do chili on them you can do carne asada fries that are incredible i at one point i can't remember what what episode it was we talked about poutine a little bit that's right which of course is a canadian thing where you add cheese curds and gravy there's just, there's so many ways to do fries. You can add them to a burrito for like a, you know, California style burrito. Yeah. They're just, are incredible. And I love them. I uh, think if I had to pick my favorite fast food fries, it probably would be getting animal style fries well done at In-N-Out, which is where they cover them with like cheese and their special sauce and whatever. Like that stuff's real good. As a straight up French fry, hmm, I mean, McDonald's has always been up there. They're always great. And then I also love a steak fry, uh, like something from Red Robin or something like that. If you've oh, got yeah. a good dipping sauce, I think they're the best ones for dipping sauce. Yeah, you got to get a side of campfire sauce with with the Red Robin yeah. fries. Yeah, and seasoned fries, like a real good, like a Lowry uh, seasoning salt or like a Cajun seasoning or something like that. Like. They're just, they're so good. There's so many ways you can do them, and I, I love all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so one, one other type of fry I'll mention that I don't generally think of a French fry, but is English chips or Piccadilly oh. chips. Oh, so, yeah. Which I couldn't really track a whole lot down about because 
in in England, like you said, fries are just called chips. And so trying to look up an origin of English chips, it was like, oh, yes, chips <laughs> are fries. And but I don't know. So Piccadilly is is uh, an English city. And I, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like that many places call them Piccadilly chips. I'm trying to remember where I even heard that. But anyway, just like the little squares that are basically fried. I mean, they're they're you, you dip them, you eat them just like fries, but they have like extra crispiness just based on the way they're cut. Yeah, well, and most of the time they're battered too. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah, that probably adds to it. They're extra crispy. Yeah, some fries, most fries are, are not coated in anything. They're just, you know, they're cut, they're fried and, and then seasoned up. There are battered fries you can get, like some diners will do battered fries and they're incredible. But yeah, Piccadilly chips tend to be battered and then dipped, even if it's not a thick batter. But yeah, it's it makes this extra crispy, extra delicious, like nugget of perfectness. And they're so good. Yeah, that was on my list for sure. Fries, waffle fries, curly fries, cheese fries, beer battered <laughs> fries. Like, I just kind of had them all lumped in one. Yeah. I and mean, yeah, if I had to do specifics as far as cheese fries, Culver's, I don't, apparently from the internet, crinkle cut fries are like very divisive. They are, <laughs> yeah. And I can't say I love crinkle cut fries. That's what Culver's does. And they do have a, a cheese dipping sauce, which is very, very good. Same thing with Arby's. We learned from our mom that you can get a size of their or a side of their cheddar sauce. And their curly fries and cheddar sauce, also very, very good. Shake Shack has a cheese sauce that you can get as well. And their their fries are crinkle cut as well. I know. But they and do that's a another good job. one that's really good. So I'm like, if you do a crinkle cut really well, I'll allow it. But <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, I don't know. You know, if I may just real real quick to interject, I think the reason crinkle cut are like at the bottom of my list, I think it's because those are the kind you typically get in like a freezer bag at like yeah. a, like a big cheap uh, freezer bag at, yeah. at Walmart <laughs> and you try making them in the oven and they never quite turn out right. Right? Yeah. Like like they they come out like slightly soggy and kind of fall apart and stuff and like those are not the ideal fry. But if you do them right, if you get them like actually in some oil, like really fry them and stuff and get them all crispy, they can be pretty darn good. But yeah. I, I think that's why in my head, I'm like, I just got that childhood prejudice of like, these are these fries aren't that great, you know? <laughs> well, um, they're also kind of the crappy school lunch fry. Yeah. Because it was either yeah, those yeah. or those really good like smile fries. Do you guys remember those? No. No. What are those? I got to send you a picture. So it's just like a little round fry that has a smile cut out in it. What? Huh. But it reminds me a lot more of just like an extra large version of a Piccadilly chip. Not nearly as like crunchy and battered and delicious, but that it has like a lot of soft potato on the inside and a crunchy outside. Interesting. Maybe I was just the younger generation for that. Yeah, ours were just frowning. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. So I wasn't even planning to really talk that much about French fries, but two things that I'll just throw in the mix. Not only are they good, actually, now I lied. Now it's three things. <laughs> the first one is is that you have to soak them. Like if you're just making them out of potatoes, I always assumed you had to like dry them off as much as you could. But in general, you like soak them in water for quite a while before you cook them, um, which kind of seemed counterintuitive to me. I still don't know why. I'm sure there's some explanation. <laughs> and the other is that people have been worried that French fries were going to how do I even say it? It wasn't like necessarily go extinct, but like basically not be very a big a big part, especially of like fast food because of the introduction of the drive through. They were like, oh man, French fries are only good fresh. 
the drive-thru is going to be the death of the french fry. Hmm. And then they figured out a way, right? I mean, you know, the, with the packaging and stuff like that. And then the next big one is, is actually a pretty recent one, which is french fries being delivered, especially due to the pandemic, that now that extends the time that the fries have to be good for, for now an extended period of time. And uh, anyway, it's pretty fascinating. It, it was a podcast I listened to, but there were companies that literally specialized in making fries still hot and crispy when you get them, you know, up to like 15, 20 minutes later or whatever it was. So that French fries are still going strong. And I think we'll we'll conquer whatever comes their way for uh, for many years to come. I think we will. I do agree, though. French fries do not keep. We've, we've Stephanie and I say that all the time. Like often when we go go through a drive through or get takeout or something like if it's a burger and fries we start with the fries almost always because when when fries get cold they are not as good and they don't reheat very well unless you have an air fryer they do reheat in an air fryer and they get they get better than you know microwave or something they they're no good trying to microwave old fries (laughs) they're just never the same right shannon i just saw the picture of these what did you call them smile fries yeah are these a real thing this looks like someone photoshopped a potato have you guys really (laughs) never seen them i've ever seen this okay here's what's hilarious is there's a couple of accounts i follow that are like millennial meme accounts that they talk about like the 90s and 2000s and these like crazy nostalgia things these fries are on like all of their posts of like cosmic brownies these smile french fries and like whatever they're like oh yeah these are like Prime elementary school memories. You guys have really huh. never seen I've those. Never before? seen this before. Yeah. That's wild. And like Googling it, I was going through and there was a bunch of Reddit posts that were like, you want to see nostalgia in a single photo? And it's like <laughs> pictures of these fries. Man, I mean, they they make me happy just looking at these pictures. Yeah, they they look so nice. Happy little batch of fries. Like I kind of feel bad eating them. <laughs> It'd be like they, oh. they needed a lot of ketchup. They <laughs> they were smiling on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, those look amazing. We got to figure out if they still make them somewhere. Apparently, yeah, you can get them at the freezer section at some grocery stores. Well, now huh. I got to I got to take right. a look. Well, that's all I got about fries. What else we got? I have a close relative uh to fries that I figure maybe we could talk about, which is the tater tot. Yes, that's on my list too. Yes. I did not know this until today as I was researching is tater tot is actually trademarked. It's almost like huh. if you think about Kleenex, right? It being a specific brand versus like a yeah. tissue or band-aid, band-aid or Jello. Yeah. yeah, or band. Yeah, exactly. Tater Tot is is trademarked. It's, it's trademarked by the company that invented it, and it was invented. Um, I didn't even write down the name of the company. Orida. Orida. I'm looking at it right now. That's what. But okay. yeah, I I pulled up the Wikipedia page. But yeah, it was. I didn't I didn't realize that either until I looked it up, and I was like, wow, like that's just one of those things that. You know, everyone just calls them that name, but it's actually a trademarked name. Who knew? In 1953, that feels kind of new. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty new. <laughs> new deal. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like uh, our parents, for example, having them as as kids? It was like a it was like a new thing that their parents hadn't grown up with. It's like it's that that recent. 
I mean, I'm trying to imagine, like, if you were to put that in terms of, like, French fries, right? Like, French fries, like, we are just talked about how they've been around since, like, the 1600s. But, like, can you imagine, like, if, like, they're like, oh, yeah, Grandma, uh, remember when you first had French fries? Yeah, they first came out and whatever. You, like, that's how tater <laughs> yeah. tots are. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm, yeah, I'm kind of surprised, I guess, that they didn't come out earlier because they make a lot of sense. The reason they came about was because of wasted bits of potato, right? I mean, you you have different processing of potatoes to make different things and you end up with all these little scraps and basically you can make tater tots out of those or you could make tater tots directly by just grating the potato and then you put them into these little cylinders i never cylinder makes it sound really funny but (laughs) that's what they are it is it is true yeah and and tater tots are one of those that i don't think i especially loved growing up because i did associate it with the frozen bags or or with a school lunch or something but places that do tater tots really well are 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 just so good. I don't know. I, I felt like especially visiting in Minnesota, there were a lot of places that did really, really good tater tots where they're really crispy. They sometimes have some different different seasonings or spices on them. That was redundant. But um <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. They're just, I feel like they're not ultra different from a a French fry, but... I don't know. They are <laughs> as well. <laughs> they're they're an interesting crossover, like a middle ground between a French fry and hash browns, which is also yeah. which we've talked about. But I'm I you know is on my list as well. But yeah, it's that's essentially the idea is like it's it's hash browns, but then they're like combined with some things and shaped into that specific little barrel shape, uh, cylinder shape of potato. And yeah, when places do them well, they're really good. There's a place here in Burbank, and I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's a chain. But it's called the Dog House, and they do like hot dogs and burgers and things. And you can get fries, or you can get their tater tots and you can get these uh, they're amazing cheese tots that are so good and yeah like they're really crispy and like ooh, they're just delicious you were saying it's trademark did you scroll down through the wikipedia article and see all of the names for tater tots no wait where are they oh it's bad under usage in europe there were oven crunchies <laughs> wait i like that <laughs> i missed that yeah which are not available anymore it was a specific place spud puppies tater treats oh my Goodness. In New Zealand, hash bites, potato pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> oh, good. Oh man. Well, this I thought also was interesting. So I was looking up uh, on on the Wikipedia page, and it said created by and it had has the the founders of Orida. One of them is named F. Nephi Griggs, and I was like, wait a minute, Nephi. This has to be a Mormon. So I, I did a little bit more digging in. Yes, the founders of Orida are some Mormons from Idaho. Of course, you know, potatoes, Idaho. <laughs> oh. It's perfect. So yeah, so, so F. Nephi, Nephi and Grigg Golden. and Golden Grigg. And, the, and, and also someone, Rose Aaron Butler Sr. The, they were the founders of Orida. And yeah, they were trying to figure out what to do with the leftover slivers of, of cut up potatoes. And oh they, they formed these up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's flour and seasoning and they squish them together and fry them. And anyway, Delicious. so I was like, that makes me so happy to, to hear where these things came from. From, but yeah, as soon as I thought Nephi, I was like, well, hold, hold on. on. <laughs> Very common name. <laughs> yes. <It> must be. <laughs> My company, it says, has been a subsidiary, subsidiary, there we go, of Heinz since 1965. So they made tater tots, and then the company is owned by the ketchup company. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that works out. That's pretty perfect. Very, uh, yeah, controlling the vertical supply chain there. <laughs> I also loved this statistic. It says, today Americans consume approximately 70 million pounds of tater tots or 3.7 billion tots per year. 
<laughs> I know I have my fair share, but that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, lot of tots. Of tots. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Yeah, they're so good. When they're done when they're done right, they're really good. Yeah. Oh, also, I was going to say that where they're kind of a bridge between the French fry and the hash browns. Back when we did our burger episode, uh, the breakfast burger from Carl's Jr., they, instead of doing like specific hash browns, they put tater tots on the burger to be the place of hash browns. And it works perfect. It's, so it's great. Yeah. We, uh, we have a couple menu hacks at our favorite places. Sonic does a really good tater tot, and they have a very delicious breakfast sandwich that's on a croissant. And, like, their eggs are really peppery. They're really, really good. And so we'll get their breakfast. They call it a croissantic sandwich. Um, We'll get tater tots on the side and we'll put them on the sandwich. It's really good. Smart. But, yeah, like you said, I was thinking about it. And, yeah, tater tots really leads nicely into hash browns. But I know we talked about those with breakfast food a lot because hash browns are the best or hashed browns, if you will. Oh, there you go. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Any anything we want to add really quickly about hash browns, or do we want to just say we already talked about them and they're really good? Yeah, go listen to our breakfast episode. I can't remember what number it was, but yeah, go listen to the breakfast foods episode, and we talked about hash browns in depth. They're a great food. They're excellent in every way, and the tater tot is the missing link between those two. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yes. Did we talk about diner spuds on that episode? I don't know. Did we? What are those? Anyway, I'll just I'll just add a little quick note because there wasn't a Wikipedia article about it. But anyway, just diner spuds and I just I feel like they're cooked like hashed browns. But um <laughs> but like they're just like these little like cubes, right? And and I think what's different about them is it's almost it's almost oh. like the the mix-in version of hashed browns, like where you can do a breakfast hash and you just throw some potatoes in it. And it kind of echoes the same thing that you're saying, whether it's on a breakfast sandwich or it's with eggs and peppers and onions or whatever, it just ends up being a great base. And so you throw in these diner spuds. So quick shout out diner spuds. I always <laughs> I've only I think I'm familiar with them being called just country style hash browns that they're like the cubed potatoes instead and they've got lots of other stuff mixed in or like home style potatoes that seems it sounds similar to that is it yeah i don't i don't how now hold on every single episode we've ever done we all have the same brain how (laughs) do we have such different (laughs) life experience with potatoes Yeah, That's a good know. question. <laughs> well, because diner spuds, I thought were smaller than like the others that you two just described. But I, I don't know. I couldn't find anything. It was like I, it's like I'm living in the Truman Show or something. I couldn't find <laughs> anything about Piccadilly <laughs> chips. I couldn't find. This is interesting. About English though. chips, you, diner spots. Now you bring up a good point, Shad. And we always like every topic. We're always like, oh, these are all all we all have the same top five or whatever. And yeah, we're like all over the place with potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, wild. Who knew? This is it. Who this knew? is the one we're learning about each other. Jeez, on. Yeah, things got real. <laughs> Go ahead, Shannon. Well, moving on from tater tots, I'm taking us to the potato chip. Good, good, good. The crisps. There, yes, That's, there we yes, go. There you go. That word does not feel good to say in your mouth because the it never ends. Although, I guess if you keep going, then a cat will come and then you feel better. So that's not Loki is genuinely like looking at me with very big eyes. Anyhow. Um, it's funny because I was familiar with, and like looking on Wikipedia, it says that there is a legend associated oh. with the creation of the potato chip <laughs> talking about a chef in New York that somebody came in and ordered fries, I think. And he said that they were 
yeah, French fried potatoes. And he was complaining that they were too thick or too soggy or not salted enough. And so eventually the chef, like, and he kept sending the dish back. Eventually the chef cut them, like, as thin as possible, fried them a whole bunch, salted them a whole bunch, and was like, here you go. Is that good enough for you? And lo and behold, he invented potato chips. (laughs) I had heard that story before in, like, multiple sources. And reading this page is essentially saying, like, no, that's kind of the legend of what happened. And they still kind of call them Saratoga chips from Saratoga Springs, New York. And, like, it's kind of a source of pride for them. But they're saying that there's actually, like, a recipe, like, the earliest known recipe for what would be today's potato chips in a cookbook published in 1817, which was a bestseller in the UK and in the United States as well. But, like, busted. I don't know. So, like, it's kind of out there of how it was created. All I know is that they're great. I just like the idea of this legend. Like, I'm imagining, yeah. like, a, you know, a D&D <laughs> bard, like, gather round and I will play you the legend yes. of the potato chip. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like... Someone needs Jack Black to to perform this song. This seems perfect. <laughs> that is a good one for Jack Black. He can really <laughs> make a good song out of that. Yeah. Or it seems like a movie. Who's got the rights to this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shannon. Go ahead. We do now. <laughs> we do. No, but it's it's interesting because, I mean, there's so many flavors and there's so many different variety of potato chip. And all like most all of them are really good. And I'm going to be so boring here. And I'm going to say the whitest thing I've ever said. I love a good classic lace potato chip. <laughs> it might be my favorite. <laughs> they are good. It's so good. It's the perfect amount of salty and kind of greasy. And it's just a good balanced flavor. And you can't eat too many of them or it really is going to dry out your lips. But <laughs> they're just a really good basic chip. And like, I like you know, there's a time and a place for all kinds of flavors of them and things like that. Like a wavy potato chip is good if you're eating it with a dip or something. And, you know, depending on how many you're going to be eating, different flavors will be good. But a good basic Lay's chip is kind of my jam. You know, I like those too. I will say I, I do think I prefer a thicker one, like a kettle cooked thick cut potato chip. But I also, uh, this is weird. I definitely prefer wavy Lay's over Ruffles. They're different. But I definitely prefer the wavy lays. So not that I don't like ruffles, especially the, the sour cream and onion or the or no, the the what's the the cheese the you like them, Shannon, don't you like the, the oh, cheddar yeah, ruffles? No, the, yeah, the sour cream cheddar ruffles. That's it. Yes. Those That's are one of my very favorite chips. They're so good. But yeah, you can't eat too many of them because it makes your breast smell bad. That's true. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to come out as a hipster here, which is I like the <laughs> Lay's baked potato chips. Ooh, baked. Those are good. Oh, no. Really tasty. Have the nice crunchiness You only to get them. like five per bag, though. <laughs> yeah, the bags are pretty airy. I, I'm not sure why. Oh, no. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're tasty. Costco, the Kirkland brand, they have their like Himalayan salted whatever kettle cooked chips. I really like those a lot. And and I feel like those especially you can't eat too many because like they're, because they're thick, they like are extra like saturated in oil maybe. Uh. <laughs> so they're really great as a snack, but you can't have too many, especially if you're, you know, watching a TV show or watching a movie or something. And you know, when you're watching something, you're not quite paying attention and pretty soon you end up had a whole bag or something. Yep. Ooh, you don't feel great after, after even having too many of those, but they are tasty. Uh, I thought this was an interesting stat on Wikipedia. It says potato chips form a large part of the snack food market. Global potato chip market generated a total revenue of $16.5 billion in 2005. This accounted for 35.5% of total savory snack markets in that year. 
I don't know why the status from 2005. Like, uh, did we stop keeping track of it or what? But anyway, <laughs> that's what Wikipedia has to say. Because it made us sad after a while. It was like, oh, that's, that's a lot of chips. Well, let's not track. Hey, listen, <laughs> someone kept track of our 7.3 billion tater tots. I'm, that stat does not make me sad. So <laughs> I just had an odd thought. Like, it'd be kind of fun and maybe like in a sad way to keep a tally of certain <laughs> things like for your own life be like oh yeah from the time i was 40 to 50 i had 7022 tater tots you know just pull out <laughs> like take a tally every time you eat one of them right or something like that see i do think it would be interesting but i think you're right i think i'd get sad after a while of like oh i am not a healthy person <laughs> like i already know that i don't need to know specifically how unhealthy i am <laughs> Oh, you go to the doctor and you're like, well, I did have ramen, you know, 33% of nights this last year. So whatever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, if I may move it along, moving away from fried, I would like to talk about potato gnocchi. Ooh, yeah. Guys, I love gnocchi. And I feel like this is actually something that Stephanie taught me because I, I don't know that I had a lot of it before we were married. And it's definitely one of her favorite things, one of her favorite foods. And she was like, you got to try this and you got to try that. And I, I now am in love with gnocchi. I know we talked about in our favorite soups episode, My one of my favorites is the chicken gnocchi soup from Olive Garden. And it's so good. But yeah, potato gnocchi, basically like a little pasta dumpling. They're formed from flour, eggs, salt, and potato. Uh, they're super simple to make, actually. I've looked up a bunch of uh, you know recipes online. There's, uh, I believe, a video from uh, Binging with Babish where he talks about gnocchi. There's a great uh, account on, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's TikTok, but I, or it might be Instagram. It's one of, you know, social media lady called Nona Pia. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She's like this wonderful little like Italian grandma and she's always making stuff but there was an episode of hers that she was making gnocchi and super simple and like they're just like little bite-sized little balls of this delicious chewy dough and they pair so well with all these different kinds of sauces and things and I just think they're really really good and I can't ever remember how to spell it when I look it up I know I always spell it wrong g-n-o-c-c-h-i gnocchi <laughs> yeah, the best gnocchi I had was a dish that Alex made for me, that it was like buttery and garlicky and delightful. That does sound good. The word gnocchi may be derived from the Italian word nocchio, meaning a knot in wood, which also is where Pinocchio comes from, oh. um, or from nocca, meaning knuckle. It's a, It's been a type of Italian pasta since Roman times. So it's been around for a while. Wow. I really like mine with like an Alfredo sauce or a white sauce. I think that's that's my favorite way to have them, but... They're real good. Get a bunch of cheese on there. they tasty, chewy, delicious. It's a good thing I ate dinner before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) They sound really good right now. Anyway, that's all I got to say about those. I just had to give a shout out. They're great. Nice. What else we got? Sean, you got any others? Shannon, you can go. I jumped in with like a bunch of on the earlier ones. Oh, it's fine. (laughs) We can keep going in our order here. I I actually don't have, I guess I should have just said it differently. I don't have a ton of details about the others because I kept thinking of some that were really good. And then I was like, oh, I should do that as an honorable mention because we talked about soups already. We talked about hash browns. We talked about different breakfast stuff. I mean, I don't mind rehashing some of these. Ah, (laughs) Oh, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) I saw something funny online. It was like, you cowards, don't say no pun intended. Intend your puns. (laughs) Intend your puns. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on. Um, Aaron, how do you say the plural of gnocchi? Gnocchi. Is it gnocco? <laughs> I don't know. This is, this I just, is I just looked it up and it's G-N-O-C-C-O. Gnocco. Huh. 
Okay. Huh. I never knew that. No, no. I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, they probably don't take you literally, right? I mean, they give you more than one when you order the, the gnocchi, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to Olive Garden and say I'd like a bowl of gnocco. They, they'd be like, what? Be gnocchi? Like, yes. Are you a Beatles fan? Is, like, that, is I, that Yoko? Is that what's, what's going on? Anyway, no, I don't have any. Sorry, I just took us up there. I don't have any more details on any of the others. Oh, that's fine. I, I have one other, and it's and I don't have a lot of detail on that either. But Shannon, what else you got? Anything else? Say my only other one that has like remotely any kind of detail is potato salad with oh, yeah. a big old asterisk. I only like our moms. <laughs> <laughs> and I have tried, I have tried different potato salads, but something about how our mom makes it, it is just the right amount of mayo and mustard. It's not too strong of a flavor in either direction. And it's a good mix of stuff in there. And it's interesting because just looking at the Wikipedia article for potato salad, just kind of looking to get a kind of a basic gist of it with the history and whatever. They have three little subcategories of American potato salad, Japanese potato salad, which I knew was a big deal, and Russian potato salad. And it was interesting because I was reading about Japanese potato salad and I was like, oh, that's weird. It's like all the normal stuff. I shouldn't say weird. It's just it's different. But they have all the regular stuff, but then also oftentimes they'll have cucumber or carrot and oh. ham. And I'm like, oh, cucumber in there that's kind of interesting or carrots and ham that's kind of interesting too and then russian potato salad same thing would include boiled carrots and pickled cucumbers hmm. sometimes corn peas boiled parsley root boiled leeks sometimes apples and i'm like that sounds terrible but like <laughs> on paper so is american potato salad that we're taking potatoes and mayo and mustard and eggs and like pickles <laughs> like what is yeah. <laughs> this dish but like and it is rooted in german cuisine and was introduced to the united states by european settlers for your back history there but i'm like that sounds so gross <laughs> but i don't know our mom's is really good it's the perfect mix of everything that nothing is overpowering each other and I could eat way too much of that. No, wait. You said pickled cucumbers. Isn't that just a pickle? That's just pickles. But that's what... <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I got confused when you said that. <laughs> I do love potato salad. And I feel like for me, it's one of those foods that's like, all right, summer is here. Or at least, you know, like the nice warm weather has arrived. Because I feel like it's one of those foods that only comes out when you start to get to like picnic weather. You know what I mean? Like a good old potato salad and usually like having like a hot dog with it or something. Like it, it, it feels like picnic food. It feels like... Like summertime, yeah. warm weather food. So that's one thing it always reminds me of. Maybe that's part of it too is that like I have that nostalgia of mom will make her potato salad, dad would grill out burgers, and we'd have the classic Lay's potato chips. Like that <laughs> yeah. is that is the meal of summer. Yeah. Which is so good. And then like, you know, the homemade ice cream, maybe a fudge cake. All on the back Perf porch perfect. out there. Yes. Yeah. Summer evening. That sounds amazing. It's bringing back all the memories. I love it. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about potato salad. Potato salad's phenomenal. And I'm not I'm not all that picky with my, my potato salad. I think mom's is the best. But I don't mind the, you know, the the mustard soup where you gotta fish out those potato chunks. <laughs> like <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> well, I'd get disappointed every time. Cause like we'd go to grab to Papa and Grandma's and she would have like a store-bought potato salad and a store-bought macaroni salad. 
I don't know why, but every time I'm like, all right, maybe it's not as bad as I remembered. <laughs> but it would always be <laughs> like always super mustardy or something. Oh, yeah. Some of those store-bought ones, they are, you said it right, Sean. They're kind of soupy. <laughs> <laughs> but so, what's, yeah. it, it's got to be the, I don't know, maybe I just love potatoes because I don't like a macaroni or most other pasta salads. But yeah, potato salad is really good. And yeah, I don't know what it is about the one that mom makes, but uh yeah, everybody seems to love it as well. Even even my kids are like, I don't like potato salad, and try this. And they're like, oh, it's so good. I love so, it. Yeah, it's so great. great. Well, the last one I just wanted to bring up real quick, and I can't remember, I feel like we talked about it, but I can't remember when we would have talked about it, um, is funeral potatoes. Do you guys remember we talking about this before? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, funeral potatoes. So <laughs> they uh, uh, looked them up on Wikipedia, and there is a Wikipedia page. Uh, funeral potatoes, also called great potatoes, cheesy potatoes, hash brown casserole, cheesy hash browns, those potatoes, or party potatoes. <laughs> what? I was like, who calls them those potatoes? Hey, are you going to bring those potatoes to the potluck tonight? No. My I'm, goodness. I don't know where that came from. Anyway. I'm going to say that next time. It's a, it's a potato... <laughs> It's a potato casserole, uh, popular in the American Intermountain West and Midwest. Uh, the reason I was kind of surprised to see there was a, a Wikipedia page is because I always remember this being a Mormon thing, right? Like, that's just like a thing that Mormons do. Like, whenever, like, if somebody in, in the ward or whatever, like, passes away, that, like, we take care of a lot of, like, the funeral arrangements and, like, helping with having, like, a luncheon for, like, the family or whatever at the church. And I feel like there were all the, those, like, staple foods and especially these potatoes, which is why they called them funeral potatoes. Because that's where they always were. And that's exactly what uh, Wikipedia says. It says it's called funeral potatoes because it's commonly served as a side dish during traditional after-funeral dinners. Um, also served at potlucks and other social gatherings. The dish is often associated with the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because of its popularity among members of the church. I just think they're delicious, though. Like, it, they don't have they to. They're really good. Yeah. It, it's funny that that's usually when I had them was around somebody's funeral. But my mind doesn't associate them with that, right? Like, like how I, I think of, like, potato salad reminds me of summer. Like, funeral potatoes don't remind me of death. <laughs> they don't remind me of like yeah, these sad right. gatherings. They're just really tasty. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that I've ever had them at a funeral, but I know mom made a lot of food for a lot of people that, you know, either either funerals or people who were sick or in need. And and so, yeah, I think that's, that's where we had it a lot because she'd make a double batch and take half yeah. to somebody else. And I made them a lot because there'd be times I'd be home and she would call from the church and she'd be like, hey, I'm still here helping set up chairs or something. I need you to make the funeral potatoes. Or like, hey, I'm driving home from the grocery store. I need you to get started on those funeral potatoes. So there were <laughs> a lot of times I remember making those. Like to the point that I have, well, maybe this is bad to admit, but I, I'm young. It's fine. I don't have a lot of recipes <laughs> memorized. I definitely have funeral potatoes memorized. Nice. Well, and it was interesting looking at the ingredients here, according to Wikipedia anyway, is hash brown or or cubed potatoes, um, cheese, usually cheddar and or Parmesan uh, sometimes onions, a cream of chicken, mushroom, or celery soup, uh, or or a cream sauce, sour cream, butter, topped with cornflakes or crushed potato chips. Often it was those good old Lay's potato chips that were crushed up on top that I had them. And uh, they're just real good. And it's like, Shannon, you know how to make it. I guess you could say it's, oh, it's yeah. a fairly simple recipe and fairly easy yep. to make because it's like you stick everything together and stick it in the oven and it just turns into perfectness. Yeah. Well, and it's wild how, yeah, it's such a simple recipe. Nobody's is the same. Like <laughs> nobody's. That's that some people have like 
very scalloped potatoes. Some people have like the frozen hash browns. Some people have it's more like mashed potatoes that are kind of in there. But then, yeah, like people have different chunks of like maybe they'll have cubed ham or, yeah, like the potato chips or like the uh, breadcrumbs. Mom would just do a thick layer of cheese that was like broiled so it was kind of crispy. That was the good stuff. But like, I don't know, no, no funeral potato was ever the same. And maybe that lends itself to this, you know, popularity among among Mormons that it was just everybody like putting their own twist on it and their own like everybody had their own special way. I feel like there could be competitions like wards, like having like <laughs> you know, taste contests of like which ward has the best uh, best funeral potatoes or something. That'd be that'd well, be interesting to to try out. <laughs> we'd always do like the chili cook off at the Halloween parties and things. Yeah, we should have at like Easter time too because I feel like that was also when the funeral potatoes would all come out. You need to have like the Easter potato cook off. Yeah, I like that idea. I was just imagining at the end of a dinner after a funeral, they'd be like, and the prize for best potatoes goes <laughs> to. <laughs> it's terrible and great. Yeah, so we've got all this extra stuff to get rid of. So we found, uh, here you go. Here's a old Tom's trophy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Blue ribbon right on the side of the casket. Wait, not Tom. It can't be Tom. Wait, no. Yeah, not a, not. <laughs> Not Tom, our oh, friend no, sorry, Lord, not, not Tom. you. Sorry, Tom. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know why. I was just. It was a generic name. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Oh no. Oh boy. Short for Tomatheo. That's right. <laughs> Tomatheo. Yeah, not Thomas or anything. <laughs> Well, we probably ought to wrap it up at this point. <laughs> that seems like a good spot. Hey, uh, I won the last funeral. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, well, let's wrap it up for this week. Oh, man, that's so good. Um, as usual, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoritshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at thefavoritshowpodcast. Let us know your favorite potato foods. There's so many good ones. You can have them so many different ways. It's just just amazing. Uh, also, let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And if you don't feel like giving us a five-star rating, uh, it's probably because you're still thinking about having tubers. Every time you're th- every time we're bringing these up, <laughs> yes. you're like, oh, French fried tubers or funeral tubers or something. It's like, that's yeah, that'll, that'll gross you out. Get that out of your head. Tuber tots. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, no. That's... Oh, get that out of your head. Just just have straight potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that'll do it until next week. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Cue the music. I thought it was funny on the uh, on the tater tots page. It specifically says tater is short for potato. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, thank you for telling oh, us. Yeah, if I old thought, Gollum yeah. had just had access to Wikipedia, he wouldn't have had to ask, what's taters, precious? <laughs> he could have just read potatoes right there. I need to be thinking of a good trophy for my funeral potato competition at my funeral. i got to come up with something good. Just look at the belonging of somebody old. No, see, it's going to be mine. At my funeral, we'll oh, have the potato funeral. competition. Oh, okay. oh, yes. Maybe. i got to be thinking of a good trophy now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe knit a trophy. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll knit a little potato. The winner gets the knitted potato. I love that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>